0: From the high desert in far east, west Texas, this is the world's fastest growing sports media podcast with that sports TV ratings. Hi, I'm Robert Seidman, and joining me today are two people who have been on the podcast before but never together. and I thought it'd be fun to have them on together, so it's my pleasure to welcome sports business journalist John Orand and the athletics slash Sportsnet 590s Richard Dykes. John, Richard, welcome back to the world's fastest growing sports media podcast with that sports TV ratings.
1: Always great to be here. Robert, uh, as always, I appreciate the invite.
0: So uh, the NFL ratings are in, and the, uh, the weather-delayed start for Falcons-Eagles was uh, down around 8% versus last year's Chiefs Pats in the overnights. And uh, I don't think any of us are probably too surprised by the number, uh, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, you first, John. Uh, were you surprised uh, or, or not?
2: I was a little surprised. I, I, I keep expecting an NFL bounce back. Uh, to come i mean there were a lot of excuses for for yesterday but i found that when ratings drop that's when a lot of excuses come out but the lightning delays that started the game late the 6 to 3 a first half that was yeah. really tough for uh, for casual fans to watch certainly didn't help um, but it's uh, you know it, it's one number it's a tough number cuz it's the very first one but it's uh, i mean this this is a trend that's been happening for 2 years now so it's um it, it's at what, at what point is it sort of no longer a trend, but
1: what's actually really happening?
0: Right. So R- Richard, your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I was surprised at the level that it dropped. Certainly not surprised that the number would be down from last year because um, I'm no longer, I'm no, you know, I, I said for a couple of years, I thought there would be a rebound. I, I don't think there's going to be a rebound anymore. I think we're, I think it's very clear we're heading to a new normal, whatever that new normal is. But, yeah, I have to be honest. I don't think there's any way to spin it if you're NBC. The the drop had to be larger than they expected. They had, even though they have a delay, we're still talking about a game that's going down to the final seconds. We're talking about two markets in the top DMA in Atlanta and Philadelphia, very strong football markets. So I would have expected, I mean, I don't want to guess sort of the, overnight I expected, but I didn't expect a 10-year a low. What obviously is going to happen, and John is very aware of this too, as are you, Robert, people are going to sort of uh, uh, um, associate whatever they believe the reason is for the NFL ratings. So you're going to get everything from Kaepernick's commercial is the reason the ratings drop to politics in the NFL to, uh, you know, cord cutting to people saying X I would only say Robert and you know this and John knows this the trend of everything is down college yep. football as the great call as our John's great colleague Austin Carp noted this weekend far more down than up including some significant drops yep. actually college football should thank NBC for Notre Dame Michigan because that yep. sort of held the fort there NASCAR way down so we're talking declines all over the place but yeah there's no way to spin it it was not a good night for the NFL and I was surprised just because the um, they had two really good teams playing a last second game. I would have expected it to be not necessarily up from last year, but certainly not as down as it, as it was
0: so so john uh, you you did uh, and sports business Journal did a good point counterpoint uh, in this week's sports business journal with uh, some of the league's TV partners making the point that uh, too much focus is being put on the ratings. And then the counterpoint from, uh, I think it was Moffat Nathanson, that the, the ratings declines are actually worth looking at. And it's a really good debate because each side makes some valid points. And uh, I'm just curious, uh, Richard, you first. So where do you come down? Is, you know, is TV still being king where the ad dollars are concerned and the NFL still being the king of TV? Is that the most important dynamic or, or, or not as far as you're concerned?
1: Well, first, let me say before anything else, I appreciate John taking a break from lunching with uh, Fox Sports Public Relations executives to do this podcast. That's very nice of him. Uh, and you I don't know where I am, at. Richard. <laughs> <laughs> I could hear Los Angeles in the background, John. Um, so, Robert, to answer your question, um, yeah, I mean, until otherwise, linear television to me is still king. Um, when it comes to viewership, I mean, you know, let's pause for a second. Yeah. Last night wasn't great, but last night's still going to be game two of the NBA finals by a lot. So you know, let's get a little bit of perspective in terms of what this is. I think if you're in the NFL, especially as you're looking forward towards rights deals, um, you're going to have, and John is, John is going to be better sourced in this world than me. Cause he's sort of aces when it comes to talking to like the Moffat, Nathanson's et cetera. But I, I would bet heavy on a rights increase for sure never gone down. I would bet that the NFL is going to have significant leverage with some of these digital players, and I don't think any of the big packages are going to go to the Amazons or the Facebooks or the Googles. But I think those or the DA, you know, the DAZN's, but they're going to be a player in any kind of rights deals, and that's just going to raise all this stuff up. So I still think, you know, come 2024, the majority of your NFL games are still going to be on CBS, NBC. You know, Fox, uh, some form of ESPN or something else, league's own network. There's just still the the how do I sort of phrase this? The numbers are going to recede, but I don't think they're going to recede in the next ten years to the point where like the the main important packages in the NFL are let's say going to be on digital or streaming. I could end up being wrong, and I do think we're going to get one of those digital players having you know more significant rights than they do now, but if I had to bet, I would still bet that the NFL goes linear television, big in its next rights deal.
0: John?
2: Oh, in fact, not only would I bet that, I, I bet there's nobody that would actually take that bet. I mean, the NFL wants to have the biggest broadcast. Look how long it took the NFL to really adopt a cable. And even now, they still have... What they describe as their cable packages on on NFL Network and ESPN, and then the broadcast packages where they put all their like really big rivalry games. So uh, the idea that the NFL will take a significant package and, and give it to Amazon or to Facebook or Google is a uh, fanciful in, in my opinion. I mean, there's a there, there would be a really 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 big premium. Uh, that they would have to pay in order to get that done, but you know, that, I mean, the whole point of point counterpoint is, and they both make points that are that are impossible to refute. It, look, the NFL is king on on uh, in terms of an entertainment entertainment medium. More people watch it, more people sit down and watch it. They bring in more ad dollars. So while while this is a trend that people are taking a look at and and is concerning, what what I think is is. Unique about it is be, because of where they are in the whole TV landscape, even with these declining ratings, it's making their games even more um, um, valuable to, to somebody like an ESPN or an NBC. I mean, they need these live ratings. I mean, Fox is is launch, they're redoing their entire primetime lineup based on live programming. And the whole idea behind behind live programming is it's the only place where people are actually not DVRing and and fast forwarding through the commercials. This is where the the, the premium on NFL games and, and NFL programming is higher than it ever has been, even though the ratings are going down pretty significantly.
0: Yeah, it's that's it's, a great point. It's fascinating because uh, you know there's there's just so much going on that. Uh, that the that the TV people are gonna are going possibly come out looking much better, uh, even in a declining ratings environment, because the uh, you know the, the the draw of the NFL is is still the biggest thing, and, uh, and and John like when when you think about when you think about like what the what the Moffat Nathansons of the world are thinking, just in terms of like the declining value. Uh, that's a, that, that's attached to ratings. Um, can, can you talk about why you think that the, uh, you know, that the shifting landscape where, you know, the, the that the NFL, uh, the gap between the NFL and the next thing down is actually growing? And uh, in fact, uh, we didn't we didn't really talk about this, but like it's interesting to me. The next rights are going to be so interesting because not only will, uh, you know, will the digital players be be out there, but even like, uh, let's say ABC, which. Which uh, has a better prime time lineup than Fox, but is trending like in a direction where you could see in a couple of years, well, maybe, you know, ABC would want to bid on both the Monday night for ESPN and the Sunday night package for ABC or one of the Thursday packages. So I think there's going to be uh, sort of a, 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 a frothiness on the on the broadcast side. I'm, I'm wondering, John, you first. What are your thoughts on that? Sorry for the ramble.
2: Yeah, I, I I think the question is still out there whether or not uh, Amazon and Facebook and Google are are going to actually dig into their pockets in order to to really be an alternative that uh, that that the NFL can use to try to drive higher rights fees. But the one company that Moffat Nathanson uh, actually mentioned and and that I've been keeping my eyes on is Warner Media, and they're now owned by AT&T. You want to talk deep pockets? They have deep pockets. They have somebody running their business and David Levy who loves sports and is known to, uh, to, to bet on sports and has wanted to do a deal with the NFL for as long as I've been covering it. Uh, you know and the NFL just hasn't gone to uh, to uh, TNT or TBS in, in, in the past you know they, they started there I guess but they haven't been there for, for, for a while. Uh, and so all they need is one extra bidder in order to keep the bidding going higher and higher and higher. And I, in my mind, that's more likely to come from Warner
1: media than it is from Facebook.
0: Gotcha. Richard.
1: I'm really not sure I can add much to that. I think John is dead on. I that is exactly where I would look. Hey, as well,
2: can you say that again, <laughs> Richard?
1: <laughs> no, 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 this is phenomenal. Um, I think look at what Warner media has done with um, champions league. They put that, uh, John wrote a, you know, not to to sort of get John's head bigger, but John wrote a great piece on the behind the scenes of Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson and how they put that together. And even if you think that's a garbage exo, it's not the point. The point is um, all the different assets and resources that they have yeah. that they can really put together an interesting sell to any kind of organization. Um, you know, so from like the Bleacher Reports of the World to the House Highlights to Turner, uh, you know, from TNT to TBS, I mean, they have a lot, you know, to the at t they have a ton of they have a ton of sell to a league like the NFL.
2: Don't forget DirecTV, do too, that, that they own. Yep.
1: Exactly. And they have history there. I mean, you know, for, for many people in their lifetimes, some will remember Turner had the NFL way back when, Vern Lundquist, et cetera. So it's not, we're not talking about an inconceivable bidder coming in. I think, and John probably will be closer to this, because he's obviously done a lot of stuff lately on Turner, so I'm sure he's beloved in Atlanta as he is in Los Angeles right now. Um, <laughs> so, so I would so uh, – yeah, that was a good job. I mean, I segued that in beautifully. So um, I, I would say, Robert, that I, I, first of all, I, I would be stunned if they're not a bidder, and I also would not be stunned if, if they get a package. Now, the tricky thing there is, okay, if they get a package – Does that mean somebody else doesn't get one? But if you're the NFL, I'd love to hear John's comments on this. I think you want, don't you want Werner as part of your world, especially like in the, like in some kind of cable package? I I mean, I feel like you want, let's sort of reverse it. If you're the league, don't you want them to be a partner with you, given the deep pockets that they have, you know, arguably for the next 20 to 50 years?
0: John,
2: I'm, I'm so glad you brought up Turner's PR. I'm sure Sal Petruzzi's assistant is uh, transcribing this <laughs> as as we talk. So, you know, give a quick shout out to the Sal and Nate over there. Uh, um, yep. But uh, you, you know, I don't I don't think the NFL takes a look at at it like that. Uh, I think gonna they, you know, they have Directv. They want to be a part of Directv. They have a history with a, a lot of those companies. They certainly want to be doing some stuff with AT and T. But if you're if you're the NFL, you have two Sunday afternoon packages, you have a Thursday night package, you have a Sunday night package, and a Monday night package. Yep. You that's five packages. You want to make sure you have at least six bidders. So they want to keep Warner Media interested enough that they're bidding. I don't think they. I, I don't. I don't know if they even care if it goes to ESPN or Warner Media if it's, uh, with, with the cable map package or or, John, or, or John, anything I, along those
1: I, lines. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was going to say, but do you think, do you think it's not inconceivable, and in, or is it conceivable, in your opinion, that they could, ex, that they could cut up Fox, CBS, and just create a new Saturday package, and just have that additional? Let's. I'm just making this up. Let's say they do eight Saturday night games. Could they not do that and not necessarily really kill the CBS Fox packages on Sunday?
2: Um, you know what? I, I I'm talking off the top of my head now. There's some rule in place that they can't do Saturday night to to uh, w- where uh they would compete against college or ah, uh, or okay. potentially high Didn't school as well. Uh but but your point is can they can they cut carve up the Sunday afternoon packages in in order to make a um you know another package and I think that is something that's potentially out there. Yeah. But the the worst thing in the world for the NFL frankly is to have, let's say, three packages and three bidders. They, 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 want, right. they want one more bidder than they want packages. So the idea of sort of parceling everything out and making everybody happy, that might work in 2021, but then the next time the rights come around, you know, that, then they might be handcuffed.
0: Mm, interesting. So, uh, so John, just uh, really inside the baseball, you know, Sal and at Turner are very reasonable people who will actually answer emails. <laughs> any any tips for Richard and I and uh, cracking the uh, the Fox Sports PR? Like they for me, they it's not even a question of saying no; they just won't even respond to anything that I ask them.
2: Well, I, I think your main thing is Richard doesn't know how to pronounce Tycheracy, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 it's not modal; it's model. I think those are the two big things. You just got to you got to
1: fish where they are, you know. Robert, I do have to say this. I mean, to, to be fair, I did a big NFL preview, and I must say Fox was was helpful. It took a little while. I mean, we had to we had to we had to uh, we had to get through what uh, uh, Andy Dufresne swam through to get out of Shawshank, <laughs> but we did eventually get to the other side. And I have to give a shout out to Terry yeah. Hines. <laughs> who uh, corralled her staff. And um, so I was able to get uh, people. Hey, like Terry me, uh, Richard Rich- gave you a shout out. <laughs> That's oh, <sorry>. <laughs> including Bill Richards, who's the uh, Sunday NFL, um, uh, you know, the Sunday NFL pregame show host, as well as the new Thursday host and talked to a couple of uh, other people there. Although I did not get Eric Shank. So I did uh, one again. He's clearly saving himself for uh, the president, CEO of Fox sports for John O'Ran. But, uh, I get Fox credit. They, they, at least when it came to um, both the NFL and college football, they, uh, I reached out to them and they were pretty helpful in terms of, um, in terms of uh, access. It's, it's interesting. And I, I mean, this is really, really inside baseball, but I find that, and John, I don't know if you, because me and you both sort of trafficking this Robert doesn't as much, but I actually find John that Fox is more, how do I sort of phrase this? Liberal or trusting with their talent in terms of not necessarily babysitting them versus other networks a lot of times, and certainly NBC, who I like, but I don't – Fox Fox PR doesn't always have to be on the call, you know, listening to you interview somebody, where some of the other networks, that is essentially, um, you know, pro forma. Now, again, certain – you get to a certain level, you know, a guy like Fred Godelli, who's NBC's um, Sunday Night Football executive producer – yeah, they they clearly trust him enough. Guys won fifty thousand Emmys where you know a reporter calls a guy. You know, it's a, it's an adult conversation. But I I will say about Foxes, they're not as um over overtly handling as as some other networks can be, at least in my experience.
0: Anything to add to that, John?
2: Yeah, it, it gets uh. Then we're getting super inside <laughs> baseball, and I love uh, having yeah, but this, two reporters. This
1: is what this podcast is about, though, right? Absolutely, yeah, wanna, and I,
2: I love having wanna, t- uh, reporters wanna, talking about PR do, strategy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You want to do Nick Falls versus Carson Wentz? I mean, we can do that. If <laughs> totally want.
0: Hey, I, hey, so so all, uh,
1: let me. I
2: drafted me... Wentz. I'm all over Wentz, but uh, having having a couple of reporters uh, talk about PR strategy also cracks me up because I, I I can acknowledge I would be the worst. PR person in the world. Actually, I would be the second worst. I think Richard would be the worst.
0: I'd be um. I'd be worse than you both. So, but let me let me <laughs> shout out uh, let me shout out Volner and Cafardo at ESPN, Dave Schaefer at the Golf Channel and Eric Handler at the Yes Network as just good people who are are easy to deal with for me in the in the PR world.
1: Yeah, they're all uh, they're, those guys are uh, I would I would echo. Actually, I, I, in all honesty, most of the people in the business actually are are professionals and i think understand the relationship and understand that it's not always going to be sunshine and uh, and cookies there are some people who can be total assholes but as a general rule that that is in in my opinion my experience that's an anomaly versus the regularity so, yeah, so john,
0: john would you rather talk about pr strategy or uh uh ratings for 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 get up
2: <laughs> get up again. <laughs> I, I, thought, I, I thought I cured you of your get up fascination, Robert.
0: You did cure me. You did cure Wait, me. It's glass, you oh, no, 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 it's Gla- it's, it's You got to work on Ryan. He is, he is, uh, he's, he's not over it yet. I don't think.
2: Uh, yeah. You know, I, I get up is, uh, is get up. I mean, it's, it, it, it's sort of settled, settled into where it is. Uh, my, my only interest in it right now is to see what sort of bump the NFL gives it and i expect that like all other programming on espn the nfl is going to give it a pretty nice bump uh this yeah. fall um and you know we'll kind of see at the end of the football season how how they how they uh shape that show and, and what it turns into but they've already made certain changes a little bit before i was expecting them to make them but you know it's a it's 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 a, a work in progress i mean it's not even a year old it, it, every every talk show i know Broadcast TV sports or not, I mean they change. They, they 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 change so radically from the first show to the to the tenth show to the one hundredth show, and I think that's what we're seeing. And it's just getting a inordinate uh, amount of press, and uh, 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 at least in sports
1: media.
0: Yeah, Richard. I, I yeah, don't know one if thing you... I would say. Go ahead.
1: Go, I was just going to just going to add, Robert, with two things. One. One of the things that I think I've sort of now come to realize about Get Up, and it's not a surprising realization, but it is, when you put salaries out there, <laughs> it really just sort of yeah. freaks out the entire ecosystem. And I will always wonder if Greenberg, Beetle, and Rose's salary wasn't put out there, like what the level of conversation about this show would be. John, by the way, hits on the exact point. It's going to get a bump from the NFL. We've already seen this. Uh, we're taping this on a Friday, uh, Monday show this week uh, I think it was over 400,000. So it got yep. a, that's a pretty healthy, uh, NFL bump. They've, uh, reduced the hours of the show. So that's going to, that's going to certainly game change the viewership in that it starts later. So you're going to get more viewers naturally because obviously eight o'clock Eastern, five o'clock Pacific, um, you're going to get more than four, you know, four Pacific seven, uh, Eastern. So the number should go up, I think from that alone. And then here's really the big question. Uh, is what and you know John and I both probably have talked to a lot of sources uh, inside ESPN both who like the show and who dislike the show but ultimately this is about now expectations. That's really it. And it's gonna be Jimmy Pitaro, Connor Shell, whoever, you know, sort of the Norby Williamson now, the, you know, is sort of probably part of that conversation a little bit too. And it's just about like what are the expectations that these guys can live with, both from a profit level and both from an optics level. In terms of the viewership numbers they get at one time i believe that they had an expectation that this thing was going to pull a half million viewers they miscalculated in my opinion massively about mike greenberg's television appeal um they can't get out of that at this point he's the guy attached to the show so if they decide to change or recalibrate their expectations and they could live with three hundred and fifty thousand viewers let's say for their morning show that thing could last for a while it's, it's going to cost is going to be reduced now with talent They're going to be able to use that as a marketing vehicle for all their other shows. If the calculus still is, we got to get a half million, it's in my opinion, it'll never get there. Um, and certainly not in the, not in any kind of average and certainly not post NFL season. So I'd be curious to hear what John thinks, but that's sort of, I think how I would look at it now is it's, it's now an expectations game for what a guy like Jimmy Pitaro basically thinks that show should be versus I guess, what the replacement would be. The one thing I could tell you about a replacement is it would be a lot cheaper. Um, I think you could get close to the same viewership for cheaper in terms of talent costs. Um, in terms of that studio, you know, we've talked about this a million times, Rob. I don't even want to go down that list. That 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 studio still, to me, will always be a massive hubristic vanity play for uh, those based in New York at that time, led by John Skipper.
0: This is John, anything to add to that? <laughs>
2: Uh, No, I mean, the only thing I'll say about their studio and and one of the one of the ways that they spun it is that, you know, everybody talks about the car wash where people go up to Bristol and they hit every single show. Well, if, if you do have a place in New York where you can actually bring bring people that are staying in the city, I mean, you'll get you'll get better and more guests to come through that studio than not. Uh, but to to Richard's point, they had one at, at GMA and uh, right in Times Square. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And, and,
1: and, it's uh, easier to get. To John, really John as a New Yorker, as a New Yorker, that's easy to get to than than, than downtown. So yeah, yeah. Uh, also, John, you should change your name to Krulowitz after that spin. <laughs>
2: So well done. Uh, I, I, but but uh, I, I prefaced it with the spin, which I guess got got people to fast forward <laughs> through it. So
0: so so uh, you know the the thing that actually got me off of caring at all about these ratings. And I, Richard, I think you were the first one to point me to it was. Just looking at the, uh, I, I I still see these numbers weekly. You know the, the the weekly averages for Good Morning America today and CBS this morning. So <laughs> last week, yep. Good Morning America averaged three point eight seven million per day. Woo. Today today averaged three point eight one million, and CBS this morning averaged two point nine four million. So those shows are like an order of magnitude more watched than uh, you know than the morning ESPN studio shows. It's just hard to get interested. Uh, when yeah, by the way, compare,
1: you talk about or, orders of magnitude. Why don't you compare that to FS1 and the NFL Network? Even more orders of magnitude. So it's those are just monster numbers in the
0: morning. Yeah, I, I agree. So uh, just just switching back to the NFL to get you guys out of here. So, John, are there, are there NFL storylines, wh- whether they attach to the ratings or not, that from a sports media perspective, uh, you're really interested in following the rest of the season?
2: Yeah, I think that uh, watching the way that the uh, networks ran away from this an- Anthem controversy has been fascinating watching how they handle the Anthem con- controversy uh, moving forward. Um, I think is going is to be uh, particularly interesting and especially uh, And Kenneth Tr- uh, Shropshire from Arizona state was the guy that pointed this out, but in 1968, that was the, the famed uh, black power salute at the, uh, at the Olympics. And we're now, 40 or 50 years coming uh, and, and, and the anniversary is coming up what are the players going to do how are the networks going to handle it what's going to happen with it I, I, I just it's, it's a it's a topic that a lot of people are bored to death but I can tell you when I sat there and, and talked to Eric Shanks and tried to tried, I asked him a direct question, are you going to show the anthem? He did not want to, he just didn't want to touch it because everybody saw what <laughs> happened to Jimmy Pitaro, who said, you know, we're not going to show it as much, which is basically we're going to do it, do the same as we did last year. And it became headlines on the p- yeah. p- papers across the country. And I think every other network saw what happened there, and now it's, it's even more nuclear than it was beforehand, and they want to stay away from it as much as possible. I, I just, I find it to be uh, pretty interesting.
0: Richard?
1: By the way, Robert, did you notice when I talked to Eric Shanks in quotes from Mr. O'Ran? There, showing you that uh, he is indeed the did, uh, did I let that slip out?
0: <laughs> I let uh, that so slip most out. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah. The most <laughs> interesting thing to me, Robert, is uh, Ryan Glassmigo versus Andrew Marsham versus John O'Ran in terms of sports media power rankings. But if I can go beyond that, <laughs> uh, yeah, in American, no, honestly, you're I in Canada, so we can't we can't include know, you in that. Been, I, I don't. I'm I, John. I'm not the athletic. It's about analyzing, not news breaking. Now. Um
2: oh, okay.
1: so <laughs> so. Uh, in in all seriousness, um, to me, honestly, Robert, the, and I think John would agree with me. Viewership is going to be a story the whole year um, because the um, um, because the country, and I say the country in this case, obviously the U.S. It's so politicized, and Colin Kaepernick is such a hot button topic, and with the bully pulpit of the White House, that's probably going to continue to pound on the NFL and Nike. Yeah. And, kaepernick ratings are going to be a massive issue in people's analysis as to why they are um what the reasons for it are what what a bump up might mean what a bump down might mean so to me that's a that's a you know that when it comes to sort of nfl storylines that's first in and foremost and i think i i'm also curious about that obviously given that we're not so far away from the rights deal like john i'm very very interested in how the network's panel the nexus of sports and politics and the nexus of social justice um, and the nfl especially a network like espn which has and i give them a lot of credit for this publicly come out and said that they want to recalibrate their relationship with the nfl it's not like i'm applauding them for like wanting to get in bed with the nfl but they're honest about it and that that is something at least i respect and so um i, I will be very very curious to see how that network handles some of the underbelly stuff of the NFL, which it certainly did under John Skipper, given that they want a much better relationship with that network. Much better relationship right now. Thanks to Pacharo and, uh, and Burke Magnus. So I'm very interested to see how the league partners cover stuff. If I had to guess, I would guess that they'll do sort of the surface amount of stuff that they have to, but um, leave the in-depth stuff to the, um, the New York times and the pro and the Washington posts. Etc. Um, but those are two, I think, you know, as sort of John pointed out, I think those are really two huge issues in sports media that, um, that fall into so many places well beyond sports media. This, right. this stuff should be of, of note to, um, every major outlet in the country because the, the, the NFL has become a, not a sports issue anymore. It's become a, 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 a political issue. Um, really because of obviously what the president of the United States has done. So that, you know, if we're just focusing on the NFL, but, and I think John would agree here, like all the different viewership numbers, I think have their own unique stories. Uh, I wrote a big college football preview, uh, television preview, or, or broadcasting preview for the athletic. And one of the things I was totally fascinated by and still will be over the first couple of weeks is college football had a horrible summer, uh, and off season summer yeah. scandal between, uh, Maryland, and urban meyer et cetera, and i i was yeah i was really curious to see like you know would there be some people who thought the brand was damaged and wouldn't go to college football now it's week one it's impossible to know but there were some numbers there that were way way down um was that a was that is there a connective tissue there i would probably still guess no but you know all of these different sports i think just um they really have their own fascinating storyline same thing with the nba and lebron in los angeles and what that means so uh you know you have a you have a very niche podcast and a niche topic which i know you know and and all of us are nerds about it so we're into it but interestingly enough given the politicized time we live in uh metrics like viewership and streaming have in my opinion today in sports they mean far more than just the numbers themselves they could be extrapolated they could almost be weaponized and it's come a very interesting time in
0: my opinion yeah i i agree and uh you know interesting time in the uh the cursed the cursed way not the actually interesting way so uh so john richard been firing shots at y'all all podcasts you got anything <laughs> you want to fire back with
1: he's got it come on john fire i'm
2: um, wait uh, who's richard R- <laughs> What, <Well>, which one <laughs> Vandemir, <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course okay got it got it so robert the one thing i did want to mention too is uh is um last night you know uh like what what is it like a five minute drive from philadelphia you could legally bet on on last night's game yep. uh, there's uh, gonna, Yeah, there's yeah there's going to be in in giant stadium in new jersey you could potentially be sitting in the stands Calling up a calling up a sports book on your on your phone and make a yeah. legal bet on what's going and on in front of you. I I don't know what that means. I don't know what revenue is coming out of that. All I know is that this is so radically different than even last year that it's uh that that, that just watching how this develops and how the league handles it and and sort of what kind of market grows around it is going to be fascinating.
1: Yeah. It's- yeah, and the one thing I would say, uh, Robert, keep this in mind. You probably have podcasts on and I know I will with John, but. The content of sports gambling, the sort of the business of that content, ha, we have already seen has just exploded in the last six months to a year. Within this week, John and I must have got maybe five or six press releases from places that announced they were doing either linear sports gambling shows or streaming sports gambling yeah. shows, you know, from the FS1s, to CBS yeah. HQ, yeah. Barstool now jumped on TVG, uh, the Action Network exists, this already exists. That is going to explode, um, and the opportunities. I'm far more interested, a lot of times, um, sort of in the uh, you know commercial coverage rather than the, let's always say the business coverage. But the the, the, the potential opportunities for front facing talent now in that industry, the the sort of being a sports gambling expert or whatever that means, uh, it is. You know, if you're a 25, 30 year old who's really into that content and you could be good and you could present well, you're, you, you could have an amazing career coming up. Because every single place, you know, whether it's uh, uh, John's Play Sports Business Daily, my place, The Athletic, The Sports yep. Illustrated, The
0: ESPN,
1: this is going to be a very valuable position heading forward.
0: Yeah, John, I'll give you the last word if you want it.
1: Uh, you know what, I, I'll,
2: we can end on that.
0: <laughs> sounds good so john richard uh, nothing for to add to that that's uh, you, that's you rare left, you I left me speechless that, john, <laughs> hey guys thanks very much for doing it john and richard both i really appreciate you joining i had a lot of fun
1: yeah thanks for and robert as always we, john and i appreciate the money you're paying us for this so <laughs> thank you for uh thank you for your time
0: I, I did subscribe. But I resubscribed to the <laughs> Athletic, but I, no, but, I but, but but John John knows I don't subscribe to the Sports Business Journal, so now I have to hang my head in shame.
1: Uh, that's a pretty. Uh, that's, uh, that's 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 an expensive one, though. <laughs> that's,
0: yeah, that's pricey.
1: That's very that's pricey, pricey. But, yeah, but, but, but it's phenomenal.
2: It, I'll tell you, expensive but worth it. It's a, you know the, the best stuff is behind the paywall. It, it's true. John, it I will is. say this.
1: John, John uh, Robert, still taping this. I will say this. One publication, Robert that like you know if i had my last like dollars left to uh to get in this uh business it would be sports business daily beyond and as much as i love the washington post and si and the athletic that would be the one I, i'd get before any of the others so john john and his uh john and his comrades deserve that kind of praise they do amazing work
0: you want to get you want to give a give deitch a promo code so the, so we can we can track if whether whether uh whether <laughs> he's, anyone he's would told, subscribe subscribed
1: He's helped me out many times.
2: Isn't yeah. Don't Richard and I right? have an understanding. We're we're good.
0: <laughs> no, 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 I'm just, I'm trying to get people to sign up, but, uh, you know, put, put, <laughs> put the link in for, uh, subscribing to sports business journal. It's a, it is a great, it's, it, it's a truly great, uh, uh, sports media publication. It is the best. I agree with Richard. There you All go. Right. All up. right, John, yeah.
1: we just give uh, tell, tell your, tell your bosses. We just, uh, we cut a fast growing podcast We uh,
2: uh, the, uh the the <laughs> order takers are going to be uh, busy this <laughs> afternoon i'm sure
0: yeah I'll, I'll make sure to work in the 800 number in the uh, in the outro <laughs> <laughs> right, hey
2: thanks, thanks for having us man thank thanks. you thanks. yeah for, thanks robert
1: appreciate it
0: thanks again to richard and john for joining the podcast uh, with both of them being on their phones I know the uh, audio acoustics weren't great in a couple of spots, and I I couldn't really fix it, and I apologize, uh, but at least for me, the uh, back-and-forth banter between John and Richard more than made up for the uh, acoustics, and I will definitely have them back on together uh, down the road. And as I tape this on uh, September 7th, I'm scheduled to tape with uh, Anthony Coopie of Age on September 12th, and Krupe will get into detail about uh, the ratings for all uh, the NFL windows in week one. So if NFL ratings are your thing, you won't want to miss that one. Thanks for listening.